he was playing with some wild animals. Again, they're assuming that it was bats. That's where it seems to be traced from. But like I'm saying, it can jump, you know, That's between so species. Yeah. Um, so again, but it's just hold on a second. Why was a little boy playing with bats? <laughs> Welcome to the From Quarantine podcast, a daily dose of dry humor from two Americans living in the heart of Europe, hosted by January Newbanks and Tassie Gibson. Good evening, Miss Tacita. Hello, hello. Happy Sunday. Thank you. How was your day? It was really nice. We spent it outside in the sun. We went for a long walk. Sun was so great today, wasn't it? It was. It wasn't too hot. It was like just Ugh. the right kind of spring day. Mm-hmm. What was it, 13 degrees today? Yes. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of it on the balcony because I was helping my daughter clean her room (laughs) nice. and uh so I would like give her a task and then I would go her room has a access to the balcony as you know and so I would go sit on the balcony and in between her tasks and soak in the sun it was amazing oh sounds great yeah so anyway some bullets tonight to start our show well, um, just a couple of them. What's your first bullet or your, well, your only bullet. <laughs> my only bullet of the day is um, if anyone has been keeping up with our podcast, they know that um, the last podcast we had a guest host, my friend Emily, and she and I were talking about all the <laughs> terrible TV that we listen to or that we watch and all the podcasts that we listen to. And um, she and I decided to try something new, which is Netflix Party. I think we might have mentioned it on one of our podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, there's an extension in Chrome uh, that you can add on so that when you start your Netflix movie, you can share that link with a friend. And then there's a chat uh, bar on the side so that you can write to each other while you're watching the movie. And also, either of you can pause the movie if you need to go for a drink or something and um we have been experimenting with that this weekend and we really love it it was so fun it was not as good as sitting on the couch and watching a movie but it was pretty darn close like it wouldn't work for documentaries (laughs) but if you're watching just some really cheesy comedy um we watched the adam sandler and jennifer aniston new movie on Netflix, um, I, I forget, Mystery Holiday or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I know yeah, what you're talking was, about. I don't think that's what it's called, but I know what no, you're talking about. it's Mystery about. something. Mystery, yeah. I don't know. Um, you can find it. It's on Netflix. It shows <laughs> in the previews all the time. <laughs> um, but it was really good, so I can recommend it. If you guys are missing watching movies with your friends, that was a fun way to do it. Yeah. Have you seen the Keanu Winona movie yet? No. We should do that one together. Uh, let's do it. Yeah, I'd be done. I for also that. discovered here's a really funny thing. So I had my Netflix in check um, uh-huh. because I was trying to be cool and local and keep my check on. Um, and I share the account. Um, we have like a Netflix family. So I share the account with three other friends. Uh-huh. And um, I assumed that they were, all had theirs in check as well because they're check. And I couldn't find one of the movies Emily wanted to watch. And she's like, maybe you should switch it to English and see if it changes. And when I switched it to English, 
I got a different selection of movies. So I wrote to the other girls in the group and I was like, oh my God. And they're like, you're the only one that's watching Netflix and check dork. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I miss what seeing movies you? with people. Yeah, I know. It's I miss that as well. Andy's lovely, but we don't always have the same taste in movies. Mm-hmm. I get I've been it. Recently, subjecting him to, I think it's called like I can't remember the name of the show right now because of course I can't, but it's uh like Zoe's playlist or something like that. But anyway, it's a show sort of like Eli Stone in the way that like it's set up, um, where it's a musical, but mm-hmm. it's like also a sitcom. Um, and the premise is at the beginning of it. She has an MRI and something kind of goes wonky with her brain. And suddenly she she hears people's emotions in the form of songs. Oh, there was a Scrubs episode like that. Yeah. And Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls is in it. Oh, um, yeah, she's like the boss. And she's like kind of this prickly pear character, which is so funny like to see her. Because I, I also watched her in Parenthood. So I saw her in a different role. Um from Gilmore girls, but, um, but yes, it's so like drastically different from Lorelai that I'm like, oh, I miss Lorelai. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just need to rewatch Gilmore girls. I need to Aww. introduce Lucy to Gilmore girls, try to get some of those like mother daughter vibes going. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> and what about you? What's your bullet point of the day? Well, I have started trying to, um, incite, some lip sync battles on Marco Polo <laughs> with my friends. Some are more receptive than others <laughs> in terms of being willing to like, you know, make Say themselves look like an face. idiot. Like, like, like I am, I have no shame, <laughs> but it's been kind of a fun way, like to pass the time or just something to do that like occupies your brain. Um, like I spent probably over an hour is an embarrassing amount of time memorizing the lyrics to, to Nicki Minaj's part in Kanye West's monster song. <laughs> I think you got that video, didn't you? Yeah, Tash? I did. <laughs> yep. It was good. She's, she speaks very quickly. <laughs> in case you're not a Nicki Minaj listener. Um, and actually I was inspired by, um, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in his lip sync battle on uh, the Jimmy Fallon show, of course, because it all comes back to Jimmy Fallon for me. No, like on one of the uh, first like lip sync battles, like I think the first one was John Krasinski because he's like the creator of it. Oh, but yeah. um, but it was when it was still on the show um, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt did uh did a Nicki Minaj song and it was brilliant. That has to be hilarious. I have to look that oh up. Oh my gosh. You have to Google it because it will change your life. It's awesome. <laughs> and then my other favorite lip sync battle from the Jimmy Fallon show, because I've also watched the television show, like its own television show with Chrissy Teigen hosting. Right, right. Yeah. Um, my favorite, my second favorite is uh, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, uh, lip syncing 
to the Pocahontas song. Yeah, that's my favorite. I, I love, love that. that. When, when the, when the stuffed animals start flying at her. <laughs> yeah. Oh my it's, gosh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, and my favorite, I think my favorite from the TV show on its own is Anne Hathaway when she performed Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball. Um, <laughs> I have seen that one. Oh my gosh, Tassie. Look that up because that is funny. <laughs> and there are lots of other funny ones on the show too, but that's like my favorite. So anyway, I've been trying to lip sync battle with my friends and I've actually had a surprisingly good response and I've had so much fun, but then I kind of got sick. I had like a little stomach bug. Um, oh. Yeah, where I just wasn't feeling good. So it's been put on pause, but, <laughs> but you're going to make a comeback. But friends, I'm going to make a comeback. And I think you, I actually owe you like a dance off, right? You do. With mm-hmm. me and Lil. Yeah. We'll talk about our song tomorrow. We'll we'll send you a, a marker. <laughs> Tony pole. and I are I looking feel like forward at, to it. Yeah. I feel like at this point, like, we really should stop talking about Marco Polo because <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> that they're sponsoring us and they're not. We're getting zero. It does sound like they're sponsoring us, but nobody is sponsoring us except nobody for the coronavirus. If you listen to the end credits of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And if you've never listened to the end of the show, you should listen all the way to the end just once yeah, to hear Lucy has a cameo. Yeah, Lucy's little cameo at the end. It's so cute, if I do say so myself. (laughs) So anyway, tonight, check updates. A couple things coming out of the weekend. Um, The weekends are usually pretty quiet after, like, the first first couple. Um, But a couple things coming out of the weekend. Why don't you go ahead and talk about those tasks? Yeah, so, well, the first thing is our American listeners will be well aware by now that the U.S. has started to recommend that people wear homemade cloth masks, as the Czech Republic has been doing. Um, I think it, uh, that Mike DeWine in Ohio, the governor of Ohio, has mentioned it. I think even uh, President Trump mentioned it. I know he was questioned about why he wasn't wearing one, and he was like, because I don't want to. Um, <laughs> but, but I think he has recommended that people wear them. Um, yeah, my dad called today, uh, or not called, he Marco Poloed um, oh, with himself wearing... My dad does Marco Polo. I love Marco Poloing. My dad, he'll like, he'll like wake up at like four o'clock in the morning. He's having trouble sleeping right now. And Marco Polo me and we'll have like the funniest conversations. It's great. But um, yeah, he, he Marco Poloed with like himself with a, a homemade mask that Charlene, his wife made for him. And he looks so cute. And I'm so glad that people are starting to do it because my uh-huh. stubborn father is still like golfing. Oh gosh, I know. Well, I as long as he's social distancing, <laughs> kind of. But there's like a lot of a lot of room for error. We'll just say in an activity yeah. that requires the sports. Although I've heard Florida has made it. Uh, Andy's dad was telling me that Florida um, has considered their they consider their golf courses essential. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. because so much revenue comes from golfing. So mm-hmm. there's like new things put in place. Like there's no rakes in the sand traps. Um, nobody's allowed to touch the, uh, the pin thingy, whatever that's called. 
um, and that you put the golf ball on. And right. um, the tea. The tea. That's what it's called. Couldn't think of it. Um, it's only one person to a golf cart. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they like apparently hose them down and sterilize them. At least that's what my dad said they do at his golf course. They hose them down and sterilize them before you go. You're not allowed to touch anybody else's clubs, you know, so on and so forth. So at least they're attempting. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to say golf is an essential in a pandemic, (laughs) at least. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it doesn't hurt that, like, the president owns some golf courses. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be political or anything. Just doesn't just hurt. Doesn't note. hurt. Just a side note. You yeah. might get a little bit more empathy from uh, <laughs> government that way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Florida. Florida's playing fast and loose with a lot of those rules, though. But that's for another podcast. I know. Um, yeah, it's true. I mean, Florida's its own little thing, right? Like, Florida is the Hungary of the United States. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'll say about that. (laughs) Yeah, they're doing their own thing. And the other other interesting thing that we wanted to mention as well is that um, the European countries have been really good, in my opinion, at um, solidarity within Central Europe. Mm -hmm. So um, Germany has taken patients from Italy, uh, patients from France. Also, there's been some cross-border with Austria. Um, and there was an article today that the Czech Republic is taking some patients from France actually into um, one of the hospitals in Brno because mm-hmm. Czech Republic, we've been um, very proactive clearing out hospitals, having things ready, and um, the numbers are lower because we've been able to contain mm-hmm. um than what we're expected. So there is space to take patients um, that are in dire need from other countries. And I just think that's great to see the cross European um, community working together because so many people really want to speak ill of the European Union. And I love the European Union. I think that it does a lot of good things. And when you see that, that cross nation, um, uh, solidarity, I think that that's Right. Yeah, I mean, when you consider the European Union's job um, in Europe, I mean, we're talking like thousands of years of history (laughs) um, (laughs) of people, you know, sort of in their little tribal, you know, formations. And, you know, while the borders of the countries have changed over the years, the people have generally kind of stayed homogeneous you know to a certain mm-hmm. extent mm-hmm. and the europeans job is like herding cats i mean the european union's job is like herding cats um because everybody's going in their different direction you know right right you have different language different culture different mm-hmm. religious beliefs and yeah mm-hmm. you don't just yeah. have a north south and pacific northwest west coast divide you have like a million little divides so And so much history of war. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, like the European Union being in place has kept this continent free of war for, you know, its duration. And that is, Mm -hmm. that's something. That is something. (laughs) It's true. So, yay, Europe. Yay, Czech Republic. Yay, Europe. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so tonight we wanted to talk a little bit about language and the coronavirus um, or COVID-19, as we will distinguish later. But um, there's so many terms that are kind of being thrown around in different news stories or as we're hearing reports from our governments. I think um, there's a lot of things that may kind of seem obvious, but maybe have a little bit more uh, historical depth to them. Uh, And so I thought that maybe we would ask our resident linguistics nerd to... (laughs) to geek out on words with Yay! us for a little bit so excited and talk about the terminology um and we're gonna break it down into three different uh categories the first one is disease second second is public health and the third one is medical equipment and pharmaceuticals so to start off disease tassie why don't you talk about covid coronavirus the the distinction between them start off there. Yes. So uh, COVID-19, we all have seen this. This is the disease that is caused by the virus SARS-CoV-2, which is in that family of diseases that we think about when we think of SARS that happened in Asia a few years ago, MERS, which uh, originated in the Middle East. And then if you get sick, you have COVID-19. So COVID-19 is the actual uh, manifestation of that virus working in your body. And I really like the article that um, I use to reference a lot of this is from Vokes. Um, I like their articles. They do good stuff. Um, And they explained it. If you think about the correspondence between HIV virus causes AIDS so that's basically what's happen, happening. If you have yeah. the SARS-CoV-2, that's the type of virus. And what you get from it is COVID-19. So that is the actual technical term for the disease that you have. Where coronavirus, um, it's a family of viruses that belong together. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And... The SARS outbreak was a type of coronavirus. MERS was a type of coronavirus. And coronaviruses can also um, cause various types of like uh, common colds. So it's, it's a whole little family of things. And they're called coronaviruses. This is where I get to nerd out. Um, because if you look at them under a microscope, they have um, the sphere and then we've all seen they have like the little spiky crown around them and the Latin for crown is corona so that's why it's coronavirus Mm. yes something we were talking about earlier is why does COVID-19 continually people are referring to it as a novel virus so Mm -hmm. what's interesting here is a novel virus is when a virus hasn't been seen before so either it's been living with um, a group of animals, for example, it's out isolated in its own place in the in the world, and then suddenly it starts to manifest someplace that it hasn't been seen before. Um, so it can be an emergent virus, it can represent a new strain of a virus, um, but it means something that is completely new, as the word novel would indicate. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've got endemic versus pandemic. Right. So 
if you have something that's endemic, this is a disease that is around. We get it. So this would be your common illnesses that everyone gets. The flu, the cold, strep throat, these things. Um, and that's what I was saying, that actually in this article, they cite four coronavirus strains that can commonly infect humans. Um, they usually manifest as a type of cold. So it's possible that COVID-19 could become an endemic virus that we see reoccurring, just like the common cold. We don't mm -hmm. know yet. Nobody knows. They're still, you know, seeing if this is something that'll come around. Um, so we have lots of endemic things that we as humans just live with. Um, right. Pandemic is when a new disease suddenly goes worldwide. Um, and this is your classic 1918, what Americans refer to as the Spanish flu, the 1918 flu pandemic, um, which probably infected uh, one out of every third person on the planet at that point, which is just which staggering. Is if you imagine a third of the human race had um, this flu virus in 1918. Um, mm -hmm. And pandemic diseases can become endemic, um, but it just refers to that spread. And it was important for the World Health Organization to declare a pandemic because that could facilitate um, different countries evaluating how this was being spread and how to stop it, to close borders, those sorts of things. Because then it yeah. isn't just um, that it's something happening in China or something happening in Spain or Italy. It's something that's happening to us all. Yes. Yeah. It's. I think it will be really hard from here on out um, whenever these novel viruses appear for them to not become pandemics because right. movement is so unrestricted. Um, in the yeah, world, it's interesting because that's it's maybe a topic for another podcast or for mm -hmm. individuals. But um, in all likelihood, we will see these novel viruses begin to pop up because we are messing with our environment. We're going into places where we shouldn't be. We're having contact with animals that we shouldn't be having contact with. And mm -hmm. the more that happens, the more likely it is that these viruses are going to cross species. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And mm. maybe we don't eat bat soup anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if we could just leave the wild animals where they are and not do that. Um, which hopefully yeah. that's coming. I mean, China, if nothing else, they like to have um, good PR, right? So I know that there are a lot of articles about them trying to take uh, strong measures about closing down some of those animal markets. So yeah. I hope that that really does come to fruition. Yeah, something I thought was interesting in a couple of the articles that I was reading was um, how, like, it's not even just, like, the bat soup kind of thing, um, but it's the fact that, like, we, in this scenario, you have, like, a bunch of animals wild animals um all contained in really small quarters yeah that's the biggest problem like people are blaming bats but actually 
from everything that they've been researching, they don't really know, but they think yeah. that actually there's a, a missing link, that it wasn't mm-hmm. a bat that gave it to a person, but exactly like a- these bats were captured, they were in these holding markets, and in mm-hmm. that holding market, the disease jumped to another. Yeah, there were also like pigs and right, yeah, right. snakes and other species. Exactly. Yeah. And once the virus learns to find a new host, then that's where it becomes dangerous to the new host. Because in the original mm-hmm. host, it's adapted to the point where it doesn't kill off the original host because you don't want to kill your host. You just want to multiply. But in a new host that you don't care about, then you kill it off. Yep. So mm. just as a caveat, I don't mean to be like, I don't think it's productive to point fingers and blame spread of diseases like this. I just. I was making a joke about the bat soup, but, um, but I do think that the worldwide issue of encroaching on habitats that have previously right. been kind of left well, alone. Yeah. Cause Ebola, it was, um, actually really interesting because the first case was a very young boy. I want to say he was like three or four years old, like really, really young that, um, was out when his parents were gathering wood or something in, um, I don't remember which African country, but uh, in Central Africa. And he was playing with some wild animals. Again, they're assuming that it was bats. That's where it seems to be traced from. But like I was saying, it can jump, you know, between species. That's so problematic. Yeah. yeah. And there's there's a lot of research on why bats. I, I went down that rabbit trail. We won't talk about it because we don't have time now. Yeah. But um, <laughs> there, there's there's a whole biological reason why that seems to be the crossover. Um, huh. But yeah. So, but, so again, but it's hold just on bat- a second. Why was a little boy playing with bats? <laughs> well, he probably wasn't playing with the bats, but he like wandered into a cave where there would have been bat excrement. OK. Um, mm-hmm. and- I'm like damn that's a brave little boy (laughs) no I think he was just and I you know I don't know that they know exactly how how that situation happened but um that's a speculation so yeah it's when humans come into contact with species that we should be leaving alone yeah one more thought about bats before we leave that subject um have you been to the Prague Zoo recently Tassie? yes yes I love the bat cave oh my god I have never I've never experienced claustrophobia and sheer terror <laughs> in the same way really? as I did in that bat cave and I don't I'm not even like usually like afraid of animals I don't I don't love snakes but they don't like freak me out I'm not afraid of them um in terms of just like their general existence you know some people are like ah snakes um but <laughs> That bat cave, man. That almost did me in. <laughs> I was like, European zoos are very different. Yeah. <laughs> For zoos. those who don't know, the bats are free and they fly above your head. Yeah. Um, and and you amazing. just hear them like next to your ears. Like you can hear their little wings like mm-hmm. right beside you. It's so creepy. <laughs> uh anyway we can move on past bats at this point now i'm scared to go in the bat cave what if they're gonna give me like <laughs> you're good you're good you're not you're not having it not out messing in their native habitat yeah i have an excuse to never go in there again though i'll just be like mm, coronavirus <laughs> 
bats do so much good. Bats shouldn't get a bad rap. They're no, no, they, they do us. so much good. It's true. Sorry, bats, if you're listening. <laughs> they probably are. They have good hearing. <laughs> do you have any bat friends? Let them know. <laughs> So that was part one of our discussion on all the terms, and we hope you got something out of it. Tomorrow we'll be back to talk about the rest of the topics. We hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening to today's episode of From Quarantine. Our greatest wish is that it brought some levity to your day. If we made you laugh even a little bit, then we accomplished our goal. We are now live on all major platforms, so you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, as well as your favorite third-party apps. Just search for From Quarantine. You can find us on Instagram by searching From Quarantine as well, and you can also reach us through our website, quarantine.cz. We would love it if you would like and share our episodes with your friends, but if you could also take a moment to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, that would help us out tremendously. Thanks again, and we'll see you tomorrow. This podcast is brought to you by the coronavirus outbreak. Live together. Dialogue.